Welcome, everybody. Today, I've got with me a cousin of mine, um, and she was born and raised here in Indiana, but moved over to Ireland about 24 years ago and has lived there ever since. Um, you'll notice she even still has the accent, but it's still it's a decent mixture of the American ac- accent and the Irish accent. I've used the questions that you guys have given me. Um, you know, to ask to ask her and to get her input. But I really hope you guys enjoy this. Ireland is one of my favorite countries that I've visited and um, even contemplated moving there. So I'm actually really excited to talk to her again. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy this as much as I did. Thanks. And here we go. Indiana's time now or different? I could I could remember. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I, I'm just in Ohio, so. What's that? Your clocks didn't go forward. Did they? Did your clocks go forward? Um, yeah. we. I mean, we still are, uh, but it's all online. You know, it's still it's all the remote learning oh. and stuff. Um, so I mean, it's it's different. And I, I'm a student teacher, so you know, I'm not even like I don't have a te- my teaching full teaching license or anything yet. Um, this is my last semester. Then I, I'll get. Yeah, I'll graduate here. Um, but it's a uh, it's a bizarre situation to be in to do student teaching. It's like doing an internship and then realize it, being told you have to do your entire internship from home. <laughs> so it's, it's it's different. It's crazy. Like I'm I'm working for Bank of Ireland, and we have our conference calls and our monthly governance meetings with people dialing in from India, London, Belfast, Dublin, and here I am in my in my house in Kilkenny. So weird. Yeah. But you know, Skype business and Zoom and everything, it's just you're you're kinda used to it now. The only thing is sometimes I have a couple little redheads run up and ask me questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's very important. <laughs> I, for me it's uh I mean I don't I don't have any children, but I got my dogs that'll sometimes just jump into the middle of the camera <laughs> and you know, we got um I've got a, a pit bull, so he's a big, you know, seventy pound dog. But he thinks he's a lap dog, so every once in a while, like he'll just full on just jump right into my lap, and uh, I'm like, all right, well, I, I guess that's a thing now. So um, I think everybody's in the same situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know my yeah, I know my dad's enjoying. It. I mean, he wants to get back to the office too and just get out of the house. But you know, he's this is the first time he's ever had to like really work from home. Um, and yeah. he, he's like, it's different, but he's like, it's not all that bad um, either. You know, he's like, I, I could, I could stay in the office for a little bit and then just, you know, go out and have lunch with your mom or your brother and, you know, spend some time But my, you know, obviously my mom, my brother, but, um, and, um, yeah, he's like, it's not, it's not that bad, but at the same time, he's like, but I wouldn't mind getting back in there and actually like face-to-face conversations with the clients and stuff. So yeah. There's, There's nothing like face-to-face, to be honest. And you wouldn't that. I, I do feel like you'd almost, when you're working from home, you, you'd almost be getting more work done because you don't have all the in-office distractions. Mm-hmm. So I actually find it more productive, even though I've got two kids downstairs, but Dearman, you know, is my name. But it's nice, like you said, to go down and have dinner with them. And we're really enjoying the time together where normally we would have, we would have hurling, we'd have camogie, gymnastics, swimming, basketball. 
we would be running from A to B all day, every day, and now we're just home spending time together, and you have to cherish those times too. Yeah. Um, I, I know it's terrible what's going on out there, but you have to look and bring all the positives you can into it and cherish the times you do have with your family. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Um, all right. Well, I just wanted to, to kind of explain. So, like, like you know, I, I'm um, a student teaching right now, and the class I'm teaching is a geography class. Um, mm-hmm. And right now we're talking about Europe. And um, I wanted to, instead of doing the physical geography of Europe, because of how diverse, how many different cultures are just kind of in that little landmass in general there, I wanted to do a little bit about human geography. Um so I've done, I, I had some interviews with some Polish exchange students that I used to stay with when I was over in Poland. Um, I did an interview with uh, Caitlin's sister-in-law who grew up in Germany and then moved over here the last couple of years and uh, is married to her brother uh, right now. And then I also wanted to you know, talk to you um, from a, a complete opposite perspective of her sister-in-law. You grew up here in the States and then moved over to Ireland um, later on. You know, and so you got like the the flip side of it, you know, where you you grew up here and now you have a whole different culture that you've lived with for. Um, and you, you could tell me how many years you lived in Ireland. I forgot. But, you know, the past so many years. Um, so now like that whole culture is just a part of your life, too. Um, you know, and you can compare when you were a kid um, here in the States when you were younger and then, you know, your time over over in Ireland since you moved there. So that's my idea is just to introduce my students to different cultures, to different countries. Um, hopefully get the, get them a sense of, um, if I ever get the opportunity to, uh, to travel as much as possible, you know, um, I, I'm a big advocate of traveling and seeing different places yeah. and, uh, yeah. you know, uh, stories like yours and her sister-in-law's obviously, um, it, it also gives a little bit of a, uh, you know, maybe there's something else out there that if you're just stuck in your one, you know, your same country the entire time, you don't necessarily know what else is out there. And there's so much more to see. And, you know, maybe you just fall in love with a place and just choose to stay there instead. Um, you know, so that, that was kind of, that's kind of the message I'm trying to get across to them. Um, and the questions I ask you, you know, be like, uh, building into that, you know, just telling about your experience there. And if you, if you have anything you want to share on, you know, build on top of, the questions I ask or just anything extra, you know, feel free to just talk as much. The questions are just to guide it a little bit, but nothing yeah. that we have to stick to or anything like that. All okay. right. Perfect. All right. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, so the first thing is just, uh, you know, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself, um, you know, telling a little bit about your, your, you know, backstory, how you got to Ireland and, you know, what made you stay there and everything. Yep. Okay. So my name is Megan Tracy and I, was actually studying elementary education at IPFW in Fort Wayne, which is no longer IPFW anymore. No, it's P- it's just Purdue Fort Wayne, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> and I was on the IU side, so I guess I, I like didn't go. To, <laughs> I went to a school that doesn't exist. <laughs> so did my dad. So it's okay. Elementary education, and um, my best friend and I um, decided that we just had to go to Europe. Um, the main reason was in 1996, uh, Notre Dame was playing the Navy, um, American football game. And so we were like, oh, let's go. We're there. So, um, I had 
at spring break, I'd gone on a cruise and I had lots of like vouchers because I was bumped off planes. So I had a free, basically a free plane ticket to London. And um, so we bought a Eurorail pass and a Brit Rail pass and we were, we stayed in Europe for three months. And our only goal was to go to the Notre Dame game in November in Dublin. So we toured all around London, Wales, Scotland. Um, in my first night in Ireland, <laughs> I was in a pub and I met my husband, Dermot. I was, um, my best friend and I had a youth hostel map. We stayed in hostels. And we closed our eyes and put our finger around the map of wherever it landed. That's where we would go to in that country. So our finger landed on Killarney, which is in the west of, you know, kind of in the west of Ireland. And we got on the wrong train and we ended up in Kilkenny. And so I think it was kind of fate that brought, brought me to Kilkenny. That was in 1996 and I've been here really ever since. Um, that first night I went into a pub, Dearman spilled his Guinness on me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, we've really been together ever since. It was also a, a big night in Gorn history. Gorn is the village in the county that we live in, Kilkenny. Uh, they won a hurling um, county final, and hurling would be their Gaelic Athletic Association, their games. Um, real big pride in it. It'd be like the equivalent to the Super Bowl. The GAA hurling would be like a Super Bowl in America, and they won the county final, which is massive. So their their club, a little club in Gord, won the county final, which was uh, amazing. So that's the day that we met. <clears throat> so I did come home after the three months, and all I wanted to do was get back to Ireland and to get back with Dermot. <clears throat> and so I started working for United Airlines eventually got a transfer. So I've been here over 20 years. Um, I was working with United Airlines and now I work for Bank of Ireland because United Airlines left Dublin. So that's how long I've been here. We have two kids and we, we love life here. It's really good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I remember you, you talking about that when we were over there, the, uh, you know, the county, the match. And the only thing I could, I can compare it yeah. to would be like if, for for my students here, if the Browns if the Browns won the Super Bowl, it'd probably be about as big of a a big of an upset. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's huge. Like you couldn't imagine the streets were just black with people. Like I mean, totally packed, and the pubs actually ran out of beer. Like, uh, that's a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a pretty big deal then, I guess. <laughs> It's, it's a really um, nice parish to be in. Gorn is a lovely parish. Um, it's like you you've been you've been here, so we we live out in the countryside, and you know there's rolling hills, and um, it there's a real community based here. It's way you know um, the Gaelic Athletic Association, the GAA, it has such a tight-knit community and everybody knows each other and everybody's there to help each other and everybody you know it's it's something that i i love our family growing up and you know our our kids i think are blessed to be where they are and um to be honest growing up in fort wayne indiana i i i was blessed too because i went i the school that i went to was 
a Catholic, small Catholic school and a Catholic high school. I went to St. John's of Bishop Thor's in Fort Wayne. And we had a nice community too. So it reminds me a lot of what St. John's used to be like in the 80s and, you know, in the 90s. And I think it's similar to that, where I see my sister kids now, I think that they're much more fast paced and I, it's, it's different than when we were school, you know, in school. And I think here it's similar to what we had um, back then. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard my, my parents talk about that same thing for me. It's uh, I feel like when I was in Fort Wayne, it was always that fast paced kind of mentality. Um, but yeah, my parents talk about the same kind of thing where it, it used to be a little bit slower, a little bit more relaxed and um, I guess community based, like you mentioned. And uh, yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's, you know, times definitely change a city like uh, Fort Wayne's definitely grown quite a bit. And I think it's gotten a lot more of that, that big city feel to it, even though it's not necessarily like yeah. a huge city. Uh, I mean, it's one of the larger ones in Indiana, but yet um, to me, it just always seems so small compared to like the actual large cities that are out there. But yeah. Um, okay. All right. Well, that's, I mean, I, I do appreciate, you know, you um, actually hinting on that a little bit, the feeling of living it. Cause that was going to be what I was going to touch in um, a little bit later too, is just the, uh, the city that you live in how, um, how it feels different than where, you know, where you grew up in Fort Wayne. Um, so one of the, one of the questions has been a common question is, uh, and I will just start off with this, make it r pretty light, but what's your favorite, um, favorite Irish food? Oh goodness. Um, probably Kalana Kilty sausages. Okay. <laughs> I think there's yeah, something different. Um, you just can't get a sausage in America like you can here. It's just different. Yeah. Okay. And, and my husband ate the sausages back home. <laughs> I, I think that's probably the best Irish thing. Yeah. It's it's funny you mention that too because uh, like I said, I, I had some Polish exchange students and things, and when they came here, um, we wanted to see what they thought of like American Polish sausages, and they're like, it's disgusting. Yeah. It's the worst. It's no. not. <laughs> it's not the same at all. So um, it's funny because you know you you think like, oh, how can they really mess something up? that simple really you know it can't be that complicated and yet everybody seems to think that it's it's just much worse than what uh what you get over in the actual cut you know the country that you're from like ireland for you or poland for them the cuisine here is um way different than the cuisine back home um i say 20 years ago when i first came here um more than 20 years ago it would have been even more different. Um, you would now, if you go into um, do your shopping, you could actually pick up old old El Paso taco kit. Here. Oh. They actually have gotten them in in the last few years, where you never would have seen that years ago. Yeah. So they are starting to get a little bit more um, diverse in their flavors. They. They would have a lot of cuisine here that they wouldn't have had 20 years ago. But the, the main staples here would be just a real meat, bud, and veg. Like every meal has a meat from the butchers, the local butchers, fresh buds and fresh veg. And that's really simple. And I know at least a lot of people would boil a lot of the food. 
and boil it a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I do remember, I remember hearing about that, that the potatoes, that's, I mean, I, I personally love anything, you know, spud based, but um, I heard people saying that Irish is well known for like just boiling their potatoes and it kind of took away a lot of the flavor from them and stuff. But. Oh, or vegetables, everything you just boiled way too much. I tend not, not to do that when I cook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We were one of the first people that we know that had a barbecue, actually. Oh, now, really? Nearly everyone has a barbecue. Yeah, uh, a little funny thing. Yeah. Huh. That, that is kind of funny. You never really think about that. I know. It's so funny. <laughs> All right. Um, in your opinion, when people think of Ireland, what's the, probably the first thing that they come to, that comes to mind? Well, to be honest, it's, it's a little, I think... I think when people think of Ireland, they think of drink. And I'd like to say that that is not correct. I mean, there's so much more to Ireland than drink. Um, I think it's a misconception. Um, the drunken Irishman, you know, that is it's so... Um, I think it's Hollywood movies type of thing. <laughs> not to say that... I, I think the pub culture here, and it, it is a culture, and I think especially years ago... Um, where home heating oil might have cost a lot of money, the local pub would be a place where people could go and meet other people and talk to other people and have a warm place to fire. Most local pubs in the countryside have a big heart, a big fire. People would sit at tables and tell stories and talk. It, the pub culture would be more, way more of a um, community, social, talking not fall over get drunk type thing where you know it's kind of seen in other from other countries uh i think saint patrick's day in other countries is a lot different than saint patrick's day here um <laughs> that's what i've heard i've heard that <laughs> i had many saint patrick's days in fort wayne when i was 21 you know i had um i i had a couple before i came here so um way crazier in Fort Wayne than it is here. Here it would be a day where the family gets together. Nobody has work. It's a bank holiday. Um, everybody goes to mass. Everybody wears real shamrock on them, on their lapel going into mass. Not like kiss me, I'm Irish, gold or green <laughs> glitter things, you know. Real shamrock on their lapels. And they spend the day together with their family and go to pray. You know, so, I mean, and you do have people that do drink, but it, it's not it's, everyone. It seems a lot more like a religious, like an actual religious um, holiday than it does a party day, basically, you know, um, yeah. like the kind of like the Cinco de Mayo for us versus yeah. Cinco de Mayo for, you know, the the Mexican culture yeah. there. Yeah, religion is really a big thing here. Now, I, I grew up um, Catholic and went to Catholic schools and, you know, my mom and dad were both Catholic. So I kind of fitted really well here, <laughs> but, um, uh, un unfortunately, and I, I do think it's a really unfortunate thing. I think Ireland is coming more and becoming more and more like America where they're trying to take the church out of the state mm -hmm. where our schools are predominantly run by the Catholic church. Um, our local, our local school where our children go to, um, is like the board of directors is the parish priest. You know? oh, okay, yeah. Um, 
so it's, it is a Catholic school. They have religion, but it's, it's like a public. It is, it's a national school. Yeah. Okay. Um, private school. Um, and I think they're trying to get away from that, which I think is unfortunate, to be honest. Especially with just the background. You know, uh, America in general was founded on that kind of religious freedom, and that's why they kind of, you know, they did that. But, like, that Catholic religion is such an integral part of Ireland in general, you know, their history and everything has always been Catholic. Um, so yeah, yeah. I could see why, I mean, it, it'd be, it'd be a very drastic change. Um, that's for sure. And I think it would, it'll, it'll be interesting, but not necessarily in a good way to see how that plays out. But it is, it is definitely going that way. I mean, hundred yeah. percent in that way. They have a lot of non-denominational schools, which is fine that they have them. But, um, I think, I guess, Ireland today is, is much different than Ireland 20 years ago, where um, there aren't as many Catholics and there's a lot of immigrants coming in mm -hmm. and religion coming in and atheists here. And you wouldn't have had that 20 years ago as, as much as you do now. So, for example, all of Padraig's class, uh, Padraig in his second class, 42 children, there's 41 making their first communion. Uh -huh. you know? So that's a big ratio yeah but i i think um where you have some people wanting to take the religion out of the schools i don't think that's fair where 41 children out of out of the 42 do have catholic faith yeah and, catholic and stuff i don't think that just for the one that you shouldn't be allowed to um to change up yeah. all parts of it. No, I know. I see what you mean. And that, that's where I was, that's where I was going back with is that it's just such an integral part of the culture there, you know, that that's the history of, of Ireland there. And yet you're changing it for a very, very select few. Yeah. Yeah. Or so, they are just louder than the majority though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, huh. I, I mean, I, I wasn't aware, you know, of those changes or anything, but that. That's that's a wild change for them. That's a very drastic change. So it, it really is, and I've seen I've seen it little by little and by little, you know, creeping in, and it's definitely going that way. Even you know, um, say at Christmas time, there there was a protest. Now a small group of people outside of a a hospital, St. Vincent's Hospital, trying to remove a nativity scene. Like it's St. Vincent's Hospital. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> I find, you know, solitude when they look at this at Christmas time, they want to remove it because they find it offensive. You know, I, I think that when, when you, it's, it's fine that there's other cultures coming in, but you, you just, I think everyone needs to respect everyone's culture. I would never find a, another person's symbolism offensive. Yeah. So, um, therefore, I don't think that they should come in and find ours offensive either just let everybody kind of worship in their own way i i completely agree uh yeah huh well moving on i think i mean i, I feel like maybe i already know the answer to this but uh, what would be your favorite city in ireland oh oh uh, gosh it's definitely Kilkenny. that's what i figured <laughs> I know, yeah. but um outside of Kilkenny. I, I love going to Galway on the west of Ireland. Um, the west, they say, is the best, and it is lovely. You have the Aran Islands, then down in Clare, you have the Cliffs of Moher. Um, it is beautiful. 
um, I love the west of Ireland too, outside of Kilkenny. Yeah, I know. Um, we we made a trip to the cliffs on Moore, and that was one of that was just one of the most amazing sights I've seen. Uh, you know, it was it was really neat. Uh, I mean, I loved I loved seeing Kilkenny because you had that nice mix of kind of an urban um, urban ish feel, but also you had some of that. Like you had the castle that was there. You know, um, it still had kind of that old old style um, European city. You know, feel as well. It was like a good mix of them. Whereas Dublin's very urbanized. What was that? Kilkenny is the medieval city. Oh. <laughs> but, but everybody outside of Kilkenny said we're not a city. We're technically the town. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's a big debate. <laughs> Pancake, you want to say hi? Hello. Pancake, what? Aww. Yeah, this is my big pit bull. He, like I just said, he just came up and just jumped right onto the, uh, the right next to me there. <laughs> He's horrible. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, yeah. I remember it was it was running all all around and everything. It was a very hyper. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. I, that's why I, I was saying. I, I figured your favorite city was going to be Kilkenny, but I'm glad that you touched on some of the other places as well because, um, you know, it's it's interesting to see like the different different parts of Ireland. I would say. And, um, like I said, Kilkenny was definitely one of mine. So I could see why you loved, you fell in love with it. Cause it was just a really, really neat city to go and visit. There's so much to do in Kilkenny as well. And Kilkenny, you know, I know, I know say growing up in Fort Wayne, we had lots of sporting events, mm -hmm. the festivals, like Free Rupus Festival, German Fest, all of those. Well, I would compare that to Kilkenny. Kilkenny has lots of, it, it's, really big on their sport their hurling and then we also have you know like rhythm and roots festival every year a comedy festival every year the arts festival every year it seems like there's always something to do it's, it's a great place to be it's not too big it's not too small it's a quick train hop on a train you're in dublin in an hour you know um in a bit it's, it's not it's, it's really good yeah yeah um well you kind of touch on you know a few of the things to do around kilkenny but uh i'm just curious like what what would you consider be your favorite thing to do, whether it's going to go see a hurling match or going to some of the festivals that you mentioned or anything like that? Oh, this is a really easy one, hurling. Um, our, our, our family is really big into the hurling and the GAA. So we would constantly be going, in a normal year, we would be going to a match every weekend, whether it would be um, underage or senior level or county level. Um, our kids play, um, our daughter plays under sixes and our son plays under nine. So, um, they, they just keep us really busy, but the hurling, the sport is so good. And it's such a community feel when you go and watch it. It's, it'd be similar to in Fort Wayne going to the football games on a Friday night. <laughs> you know, you see all of your friends and everything. It's a real, it's definitely good. Um, the sport, the sport is brilliant here. Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah, I, 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 we saw that one match and it was amazing. Um, it, you know, hurling, <laughs> hurling is a really interesting sport to watch. Um, you know, we don't have really anything here to compare it to, you know, the, no. the, the closest we have would be like field hockey, but even that's so much different that you, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even put them in the same, the same thing. They say it's the world's fastest 
different, and it is fast. You ask the balls fly. Oh yeah, yeah, and the ball is called slitter. It's called a slitter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a great sport. I was in awe the first time I watched it as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you said both your children play that, correct? When girls play, it's not called hurling; it's called camogie. Camogie, okay. Yeah. And is yeah. there is there much of a difference between the two, the two sports or the two you know, games there? No, no. hurling and camogie are very similar. The the girls wouldn't have as much contact, you know, as the boys would. The boys, um, I guess it'd be a little bit rougher. They'd have like shoulder to shoulder contact. It's not full contact where the girls are not meant to, but more and more you see the girls getting, <laughs> getting into it a lot more. Our nieces actually play county level, which would be kind of like professional level, you know, when they play for their county. Um, we have uh, a niece who goes to um, DCU. She's studying to be a teacher, a primary teacher, and she plays for the county. So she's really good camogie player. And so is her younger sister who's doing her leaving certificate. Um, in Ireland, their school system, they go from primary school to secondary school. And instead of like in America where we would have done like our SATs um, when we graduated, they do something called a leaving certificate, and it's a series of exams that last over two weeks long, and they earn points. And the points that they earn on those exams determine w what course they can get into university. Hmm. So it's it's pretty stressful. Yeah. Students now, they have um, the exams that are meant to be in June because of you know COVID nineteen social distancing restrictions. They're unable to do these exams, so um, they're they're really not sure what they're going to do this year. Um, they were talking about maybe pushing them out to July, August time, but we don't even know if that's going to be sufficient. Yeah, uh, I I think it's really hard for students here that when they're doing their leaving certificate on a normal year, to be honest, because there's so much pressure to get the points that they need to do what they want to do in college. Um, it, they, they need to practically declare their major, be, you know, when they're 18 years old, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I don't know about you, but when I was 18, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I, I mean, I, I, I won't lie, I kind of knew what I wanted to do, but obviously that has drastically changed over the past few years even. So, you know, it's what, what even at 18, even at 25 or 20, yeah, I think it was 25 when I made the decision to go into teaching, it was, uh, you know, I was still dead set on, okay, I'm doing exactly what I want to know. And then all of a sudden I changed my mind. So, I mean, 18 is a very tough time. <laughs> tough time to be like, yep, this is what I want to do for the next, you know, 50 years, um, 40 years of my life or so. Then they're kind of locked into it, too. It's, it's, it's a lot harder for them to switch between majors once they're, you know, yeah. really. I think it's stressful for them to get those points. Um, but hopefully, hopefully they'll all do well. Yeah. And I'm doing exams as well myself. Um, okay. University College in Dublin. Um, I am doing compliance exams through the bank. Oh. So, um, not very fun studying. No. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> no, I remember I remember studying for my like financial kind of exams and stuff. And uh, even though, you know, it was the job I liked at the time and everything, those exams are just not professional exams are just not nearly as fun. And when you're a little bit older and you've got the, you know, in your case, you got uh, kids and everything, it's much harder to to want to stay focused and study. <laughs> My son wants me to play Legos, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out these regulations. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh um, okay, well, I just got one, you know, one little last question here, and we'll tie it up. Um, yeah, as you've mentioned previously, you grew up in in Fort Wayne, you know, Indiana, here in the states, and now you've been living in um, Ireland basically for the last like 24 years, 23 years or so. Um, so can you touch on just some of the, the big differences, uh, you know, maybe something that you miss from the States, um, uh, and then also something that, uh, you've seen, you know, you, you've had in Ireland that we don't have in the States that you really love and wish that we would implement, you know, here. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I guess, uh, the thing that I miss most back home would be my family. I mean, you know, definitely my family. Um, besides that, the obvious thing, um, shopping, <laughs> I think is much better back home. I think, um, it's a lot cheaper. Uh, I love going to the outlet mall back home. I, I think things here are really expensive and, um, I, I would love it if we had a target here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I go through Target withdrawals all the time. Uh, the other thing that I, my mom always sends to me on a regular basis are packets of ranch. Oh. <laughs> I get those all the time. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Packets of ranch. Like the the dry um, ranch, the like the dry ranch seasoning kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah them in the post. <laughs> that's funny. I never really thought about. I mean, I, I just you just kind of think that's a normal everywhere because of how how widespread it is here, you know, and it's how simple it is, um, to make, but, oh, that's funny. Yeah. The shopping back home is great. Yeah. Um, here, I think, oh gosh, there's, there's so much here that I would love to see back home. I think mostly is the, the community, you know, um, have the community based thing here. Um, the parish, you know, I think, um, a, after Mass on a Sunday, I'll give you an example. We would stand outside, even, even sometimes when it's raining a, a bit, we'd stand outside and have a great chat with, you know, our neighbors. And, you know, I think that that is, is something that could, it, I, I don't remember it as much when I was back home as it is here. Um, and I think that that's really special. Yeah, and I, I feel like it's something that's kind of gone away too. Like, yeah, uh, you know, like you said, it's never been a, a huge thing here uh, for at least for a while, you know, a long time now. But even just from my experience over the past, you know, twenty some years, let's say, because I probably don't remember much before I was seven, anyways. Um, but let's just say, you know, even then in that time, I feel like it's gone a lot. A lot more privatized, you know, in a sense, like, um, you know, you, you stick to your immediate family and, you know, maybe you have some family friends and stuff, but it's not as much of like, 
going around the neighborhood and saying hi to every single neighbor you see kind of, you know, kind of thing. I could, I feel like that community feeling has gone away to an extent in some areas. And that's, um, you know, that, that is kind of disappointing. Um, and you mentioned, you know, it being a big thing in Ireland. I completely agree. I would love to see that here too. And just see people, you know, wanting to spend time with each other, even if you don't necessarily know the person all that well. I love it. I love it when family back home, like yourselves, and I know your mom and dad were here several times as well, and your even your aunt and uncle, they've been here. And um, I think I think it's great for people to um, come and see and experience. I mean, I was I was really blessed when I was in college um, that I got to go not just to Ireland, and I know I got stuck here, but I did. I did have my Eurowell pass, and I I made the best of it. My best friend and I went all around Europe. We we were we were in Paris. We were you know we went through. We did Luxembourg, Brussels. We did. We went into Germany. Spent a lot of time in Germany. We were in Amsterdam. Austria. We spent a lot of time in Italy, Switzerland, Spain, and then back to France. And then we went. We had to go back to Ireland again before we went home. <laughs> we were doing, but, but just to, you know, um, I think one one strange thing is a lot of people that I know back home don't even have their passports. You know, um, they have their driver's license, and here everyone has their passport. Not everybody has a driver's license. It's a total opposite thing. Um, I think, you know, people here go to Spain like we go to Florida, though. You know, it's it's different that way. Yeah. Like our uh, here, Florida would be like going to Spain or France, you know, or Italy. Um, so I think people just need to travel outside of Epcot and Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. And that's 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 actually a great um, message to give, you know, as an ending as an ending message to them, you know, just, just get your passport and get out there. I like it. Um, I actually like that a lot. That's good. Well, uh, well, I mean, you answered, you know, all the questions that my students had and I, I really do appreciate, um, you know, you spending the time on a Saturday to, you know, to chat, um, to, you know, answer some of the questions they have and encourage them to travel as much as possible. Um, just to kind of close things out, is there any, I mean, you had a really good last message there, but is there anything else you'd like to add in, um, and tell the students? The only other thing that I would say is, you know, every country has its beautiful scenery and it's lovely places to visit, but the people really do make a place. And I think here, the Irish people, you know, when they say that they're welcoming and friendly, I think that that's a hundred percent true. And you'd never meet a, a people that are so you know, welcoming and the gift of the gab, the chat, the stories, the talk, the jokes, you know, you just wouldn't get it anywhere else in the world than sitting, you know, sitting down and having the conversation with the Irish people. I like that. Yeah. Um, And that's, I mean, you brought up a very good point as well, not even just about Ireland, but about, uh, you know, every the people really make the country and, you know, you could see, yeah. you could see yeah. a lot of the physical landforms. You could see a lot of the, you know, the buildings um, and architecture in different places, but really the part that's really going to leave that lasting impression is how, how are the people there that you interact with and how, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the, that's one of the reasons why Poland has always stuck with me and I, our trip to Ireland stuck with uh, my wife and I, when we went there for our honeymoon and it's because of the people that we, uh, we met. I don't know if you can see the kids. Oh, yeah. 
There they are. Padraig and Rosen? Roisin. Roisin. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. I like the colors, yeah. too. It reminds me of, like, uh, Gryffindor from, from Harry Potter a little bit there. <laughs> like, the, the same kind of color scheme. That's <laughs> 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 Right. But I hope it was useful. <laughs> oh, yeah. And 